from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Gilio did his best today at Con Elementary, trying to get the Utes on board for Sports Talk Radio. Start him young. That's how you become somebody in our key demographic eventually. <laughs> in 20 years. If we're still around. <laughs> It was an interesting sequence where I said, so who listens to radio? No one. Who watches TV? Some people. And then I'm like, what about YouTube? They all raise their hand. I said, so if you were in my business, what would you concentrate on? Would you concentrate on radio? No. No. Would you concentrate on TV? Eh. <laughs> would you concentrate on YouTube? Yeah. And I go, okay, <laughs> since you're so smart, how do you make money on YouTube? And they're like, well, well YouTube pays you. Yeah. And I was like, ah. Kinda, sorta. Let's answer some hate Joe questions. Joe cracked it hard, huh? If only. Hey, Joe, brought to you by Oak City Sports Cards, oakcitycards.com. First one comes from John. Hey, Joe, why is it nearly impossible to watch the two closest MLB teams to North Carolina <laughs> on opening day? Well, I, I wait, think, is this still a thing? Yeah, oh, ML, yeah. MLB TV. Well, here's the problem. For real? Here's yep. the here's the issue. You cannot watch the Baltimore Orioles. You cannot watch the Washington Nationals on MLB TV, and you need the right cable package to get mass in. And even then, you run into some problems. Okay. I here's my theory as to what happened this season. I think we assumed Bally died. Bally didn't die. Bally seems intent on at least for the Carolina Hurricanes and their NHL package. They seem intent on running it through its course, you know, as they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Major League Baseball made it seem as though, well, if they go belly up and they don't make good on their payment, these regional networks, well, we're just going to bring it all in-house. And the end of blackout seemed like it was possible. But we're not there yet. That's the problem. We're just not there yet. And I find it's funny. For as much as I've tried to learn about the TV business, this, I, this is the Moby Dick. I still this don't is the understand. White yeah, I still don't understand how the Washington Nationals and the right, Baltimore so Orioles. Let's try to think about this as we're a, if considered we, in the home market. Yeah, I was going to say, let's just pretend we're in Atlanta right now. Yeah. So under normal TV package rules, mm-hmm. and when you're in Atlanta, the TV package, the ad, the MLB ticker, whatever it's called. Yeah. The season pass. I don't know the actual name of it. It's MLB.tv. Okay. You would have access to all teams except your home yeah. team. It's, it's it's no it's no because they the want you to, because they want you to watch your home team on the local coverage. That's what they paid for, right? Okay. So in North Carolina, you're saying we don't have one home team; we have two. We apparently, have two. We have two teams, and that neither claim is the Atlanta territory. Braves, who no. everyone would want to watch. Yes. So, but there's a lot of Orioles fans in our area. So, luckily, the Shout Braves Chris people have Mike been Sunday. able to watch the Braves. This the Masson disagreement, which was like what Mid Atlantic Sports Network. Yeah, and I feel like that Masson disagreement, I feel it's been going on for twenty years. It has. It started when the Nationals first moved from Montreal, so there were no really national fans. They didn't have Bryce Harper at the time. No. I know they don't have him now, but they didn't have Strasburg. They weren't competitive. They were garbage, so nobody was like clamoring for the ability to watch the Nationals. Fast forward twenty two years, and now people actually do want to watch. The Nationals people do, as you point out, still have some feelings for the Orioles. But you're saying under this archaic system, 
in the year of our Lord 2023, mm-hmm. if I purchase a full MLB.tv ticket, I'm st- I still do not have the ability to watch either the no Orioles or the Nationals I, or the teams that they're playing, so I can't even I, watch nope. the Orioles today on the Red Sox package. No. No. I oh, think okay. can, they're actually showing the Yankees, they, but they weren't even showing the Braves-Nationals game. Yeah, so I, I, I went into MLB.tv, I put in our area code, and we're blacked out. So... Even if I wanted to pay through the nose for it, I, I cannot. I don't can, have the ability. Still cannot watch it. I would need to do the VPN thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There's legitimate uses for VPN. I don't know if you knew that. My sister is in, uh, <laughs> in Dubai right now, oh. and her husband is in, in like, you, so hold up. computer you, software technology stuff. So hold up. And he's like, that. we got to put a VPN on it. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. There's like legitimate uses for a VPN? You're adorable sometimes. Next I up. did not know it. No, that's I thought it was for Adam to get no, free canes. No, no, no. All internet, all internet technology started with a, a true legitimate business purpose. Only then did we figure out how to steal stuff with okay. it. <laughs> you should see these pictures she's been sending me from Dubai. Oh, it's an gosh. incredible place. All right, next up. From Graham, hey Joe, if Duke retains most of its starting five, will they be like UNC of this year? <laughs> I mean, would you say that they lose U- Brady Manic? Uh, right, they lose well, Philipowski? Uh, is sure. that where we're going here? Now, when you mean the UNC of this year, do you mean a team that's going to be overly hyped and then massively disappoints and has like a crisis of confidence in the offseason? Is that what you're getting at? Or do you mean yes, that, that's what they mean? Or do you mean that Duke's going to go into the season as a preseason number one? They could, although yes. UConn I don't see is it supposed to be happening. Yeah, most of their team back. We never know how that works out, though. Of course, it's in play. The problem is Duke is bringing in five guys who are actually going to play. Mm-hmm. This isn't the freshman cl- recruiting classes that Ebert's brought in and hasn't played them. You know they're going to bring in a new group and they're going to play. Interesting tweet though from Brendan Marks about who we're still waiting on from Duke, and you brought this up early. What will Jeremy Roach do? Mm-hmm. Because when you do bring in new players, your role can be diminished and. I thought Jeremy Roach had a really good year he when he was healthy. Yeah. Now, Duke might decide they can do better than Jeremy Roach. And Jeremy Roach might decide he can do better than Duke. I also think Cal Filipowski is their biggest offseason decision, honestly. Derek Lively and Derek Whitehead, you understood. But Filipowski coming back, an actual player of the year candidate, adding an an, an aspect of his game that he didn't quite have yeah. this past season, that could be a huge lift for Duke. Next up. How you doing? From Eric. Hey, Joe. Will the North Carolina General Assembly potential ban on participation <laughs> trophies extend to NCAA participation banners? Man, uh, we can only hope. Yeah, quick context. Apparently, Although, there's... I guess I'm okay with the NCAA banner. It's the NIT banners that are more of. What about the Helms Foundation? Yeah, well. Bowl games. Those are participation trophies. CBI. So, Yeah. But you gotta pay for that. You so literally pay for that. You literally pay for that. Shout out to Charlotte. Buying your own ribbons. Um so yeah, apparently they introduced a bill today. It's it's funny. We have like very serious things that are going on in this country. Um, you know, I don't know. And there was an overriding of the of the of the veto of a gun bill, and it's like, okay, we got some serious issues to work out and you know what I'm worried about with my kids? Like, are they gonna come home today after they go to school? I mean what happened in Nashville, heck, my kid goes to Ligon, and it's not fun getting a code yellow or whatever notification or any other lockdown notifications that you get uh, for what's going on. Like, that's the stuff the parents should be concerned with. Instead, I got some some lawmakers uh, in the House 
talking about, well, we don't, no more, barring participation trophies from government issued like leagues. Like, y'all, go outside and touch grass and get off the internet trying mm. to impress people. All right, so your generation did not get. No, we did. Yeah, we got, we got like participation trophies. No, you did not. Yeah, we did. Dennis, did you get participation trophies? Or did you miss it? Depending on the sport and the event, maybe. Participation trophies were introduced by boomer parents. I know. Yeah. That's I the hilarity of it. I know who they were introduced right. by. Like, and if you want to keep this to sports and like, you know, participation trophies aren't teaching kids anything. Actually, you know what's teaching kids bad things? When the parents yell at the referees. When parents literally fight each other at sporting events. Because well, that's the problem. It, it's the whole the cycle flipped. Right. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned the boomer parents. A lot of those boomer parents got divorced. So they overcompensate for everything because of their own I guess. Marital status, basically. Know. That's why and and they're also the ones who their parents when they were participating, oh, you have to win, and if you don't win, they never won anything. It's a, it's a past so trauma. it became like, Hey, oh wait, no, I didn't win anything, so I want a trophy. It probably started out with the right intentions. Maybe, I don't know. I don't think you were old enough for... I don't think you were young enough for, uh, young enough for dude, participation trophies. do you want to go to my parents' house? My dad kept all that stuff. I have that stuff. Yeah, but I'm saying, I bet you they're like real trophies, not like we went to a tournament and played in the tournament. No, I had like you finished the season stuff. Yeah, okay. That stuff existed. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. More great news for Cary commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away joining us on the heaster automotive hotline is trip tracy who wants to make love to taco bell on a nightly basis uh on the broadcast trip what's going on man oh what's up boys <laughs> i've seen the i've seen that new like double cheese grilled thing from taco bell with like the jalapenos like grilled into the tortilla that looks amazing have you had that yet i I actually haven't done the drive-through uh, recently, or even Taco Bell Uber Eats. I'm still disgusted that they um, they brought back the Mexican. <laughs> they did pizza, bring it back, Trip. They brought it back, man. I know, but the Mexi melt. I mean, I guess you could still make it work, but that was always the best one because you needed something to get you home before you truly That's dig true. in. And That's true. Why they get rid of the Mexi melt is beyond me. All right. So speaking of digging in, uh, the Canes had to dig in for a brutal stretch of regular season hockey. What was it? Five games in eight days. Come out of it two, two, and one. I mean, I think it's a pretty good stretch, but I can see where there's some concern. Uh, I think any time a player goes down with an apparent injury, everybody's freaking out because the Canes don't need any more of that. 
And then also there's also the the goalie shuffle that's taking place. But ultimately, I don't know about you, I kind of looked at the slog of a season, where they are at in the year, and they looked pretty good, all things considered. You know, I, I, the five-game stretch, it, you know, in, in such a short period of time against all elite opponents, too. Um, how I would assess it looking back is that I was tremendously encouraged by the way they played against the Rangers in both games. Uh, they played winning hockey. And, in, you know, if, you still would have to play that way if you had Max Pacioretty and Andrei Svechnikov. But with their lineup now, which can absolutely, it showed, can still win. But you need that complete buy-in, and you need mental and physical energy. And this is the grind. Uh, you can see the finish line now and before it gets truly exciting. But the Hurricanes really approached in their energy and execution the two games against the Rangers a week ago tonight and last Thursday in Raleigh. Uh, they ramped up. They played playoff-like games, and they really should have won both games. Um, and Shesterkin was great in the second one. I was very encouraged by how Freddie Anderson played in both games. I thought that the penalty killing, which has taken a big-picture mindset to be more effective against the league's top uh, power plays, mm -hmm. validated that big-picture approach, not only against the Rangers, but against the Bruins, uh, the, light, sorry, the, the Leafs, the Bruins, the Lightning, and the Stretch. So that's the positive. The the things that you know are, are still areas of concern are that you know this is going to be a team that relies upon freshness, mental and physical freshness to be able to play the brand of hockey they, that they need to play, that they can go deep in the playoffs and win with. Um, and when I think about that, I think about these uh, last nine games and the importance of ideally winning the division with a couple of games to spare. I think it's Freddie Anderson's net come game one, assuming he's healthy to playoffs. So how you work round to back in the lineup, how many starts you give Freddie. Uh, he's your veteran guy. Uh, he, for me, is the guy that, uh, that starts game one, uh, assuming his health is good. And we're seeing some moving pieces around the power play. Um, and if you want to chat about that, you know, that's an area that they're going to have to find their sea legs, no doubt about it, here in these last nine games. Trip Tracy, Carolina Hurricanes, Valley Sports, joining us here on the Heastra Automotive Group Hotline. That's Joe Obvious. I'm Joe Giglio. All right, let, let's get to the power play because it's not like it's a new problem. It's not like it's a new issue. It's not like it's a new challenge. And, and sometimes maybe I feel like the Canes, I don't know, Trip, do they think too much about it? Do they grip it too tight? Is it is it kind of like trying to get a date in high school? The more you try, the harder it is. <laughs> That's a good analogy. I mean, it, it's confidence certainly plays a part and to be able to locate confidence in any part of the game and certainly the power play you have to simplify and you have to have success before the you know the beautiful mojo moves happen after that it starts with simplification we're still talking about the power play right yeah <laughs> well i am in michigan right now actually it spent the day with my mom thinking about where i crashed and burned all the times i did with nervous energy in high school but the what I did like is I liked the thought based on what I saw in a five-on-three and a goal against Toronto last Saturday night, a couple extra attacker situations, of using Shane Gosses Bear and Brent Burns together. And they, they were together for the first time in a five-on-four against, uh, against Tampa on Tuesday. But, Joe, they couldn't win a draw to save their lives. And so what I'm intrigued by, if Rod goes with this tonight, is putting the big man on that first power play unit, Jordan Stahl, 
You worry about how it's going to impact the rest of his game, but yeah. I think it's a risk definitely worth taking. It gives you the best chance at winning draws cleanly. You choose your power play dot when you, you begin your attack, and, and Ajo just hasn't all the excellent things he's done as a superstar. He hasn't been able to win those draws cleanly. So now if Jordan Stahl is on that unit tonight, you get a real look at Burns and Goss to spare because Jordan should win draws cleanly. Uh, it, it absolute necessity on any power play. Uh, and then you start in the attacking zone, and um, I think they should be able to establish the, so- the shot with the, the group they have. Let's see how it jives. And I want to see him stick with it here for a little bit. I do like – it's been a long time since Jordan Stahl has played on the power play. You need a guy that's going to win those draws. It's just that simple. And win them cleanly. I need you to pick me up a sweet Quinnipiac uh... – hockey hat next time hopefully it's just a big q right the one rod was wearing when we went up there was just a big q they have some 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 various merchandise but yeah rods you know even with my eyes starting to go here approaching 50 years old it's it was just a big q you couldn't miss the q is talking (laughs) to me trip tracy talking to us here on for for those who don't know skylar brindamore uh, rod's older son is on quinnipiac quinnipiac is in the frozen four although i don't know Ooh. Is there, is there like a hockey game? Did the Can- Are the Canes in action during a Frozen Four game? Yeah. It's got to get it on the iPad. Yeah, we have guys that the Frozen Four, because of the NCAA tournament, it they take a week off after the regionals. So fast-forwarding, we are in – got to look and see what it is. I, I, but we are in – I know we're in Nashville on Thursday, a week from today, and then yeah. we're in Buffalo on Saturday – um, might be an afternoon game, and then I think oh, we go Skyler to Ottawa. Tampa. Skyler actually got the game winner yep. in the, the the win last Sunday against Ohio State uh, to punch their ticket, Quinnipiac, to the Final Four, Frozen Four. They'll play Michigan. I feel like Rod's going to have live barn kicking on the bench <laughs> while uh, while the game's going on. You never know. All right, Chip Tracy, Valley Sports, joining us here on the OG. Um, we'll um, we'll close on on this. I feel like when it comes to when it comes to goal scoring, right? They lead the they lead the league, and as we as we come to a close in the regular season, they lead the league in chances. They lead the league in high danger chances and everything else. It's not like they're not generating those chances, um, but this is not new for the Canes. Is this just what you're just gonna have to pray that they score in bunches, uh, or the puck luck goes their way once the playoffs come around? I just feel like this is not a new phenomenon for this team. It's good that they're doing it still, but something's got to give, or is this just what it is now? It's a it's a necessary, outstanding question, Joe, that everybody's asking, and they should be. And the reality is, is that. Uh, they're going to need to be their back end to a be the the best defense in the Eastern Conference yes. at both ends of the rink, uh, which they're fully capable of being. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is is you know I in the playoffs maybe the first round or two you typically you, you might get thrown a back to back. You hope not because I don't think there should ever be a back to back in playoff hockey. But that routine, even with the, the mental and physical investment in the playoffs of playing every other day, really should be important for Carolina to have the necessary energy to be able to be effective. Now, the third period against Tampa, and they had no juice against Tampa. I didn't mind their game other than clearly they were out of gas. What I liked in the third period, guys, was that even though they didn't solve Vasilevsky, is 
they were not a perimeter team. You know, we had all the years before this stretch of, of playoff consecutive appearances where the Hurricanes had a bunch of shots, but they weren't getting to the inside. Mm-hmm. And when a team had a 2 nothing lead like Tampa did in the third period and has some big frames there, and Edmund, Chernick, just to name a couple on their back end, the Hurricanes had all sorts of the right kinds of chances in the third period against Tampa, getting pucks to the net and getting to the net first. The scenario of being at the end of four games and six nights, a team usually when they have a lead like Tampa did, it's especially tough to get to the front of the net. That I'm hopeful. It's one period. I'm hopeful that that's a a good sign, but they're going to have to score goals doing that to be successful. They're going to have to have the most prolific offensive back end to do it. That simple. They're going to have to have guys that aren't confident right now up front mm-hmm. gain confidence, and then oh yes, they're going to need the power play, need to find its sea legs. Hopefully, go on the power play with regularity and score goals. If they get those things, which are very achievable things, I don't think that they're going to. I don't think they're going to score with the ease that some of these other elite teams do in the Eastern Conference. But they absolutely can do it, and if they can do that. I think they have the they have right with Boston the best defensive core in the Eastern Conference, and then the priceless element. Uh, and we're going to wait and see. Yeah. Or, you know, Freddie Anderson. When I believe it's going to be his net, or if it's Auntie Ranta, it's Kochetkov, but Ron, Anderson to start. They're going to need elite goaltending. Mm-hmm. They get those things, which are things you should expect from any team. There's no reason the expectation should remain absolutely the same. Trip Tracy, Valley Sports. We appreciate it. We'll be watching you tonight. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. 